for a lot of people, particularly women, we've spent years, if not our whole lives, disconnecting from our body where, you know, in this patriarchal society, we have glorified and celebrated like the mind and the doing and goal orientated and being control and direct focused as opposed to emotion based and in the body and opening to sensation and connecting and summoning sensuality, you know? Welcome to the Genius Unleashed podcast with Carly Marie. This is where we have potent conversations all around the idea of unleashing the genius within you, within me, within your clients, and within the next generation. Enjoy. Welcome to this episode of Genius Unleashed. I invited Regan to come and speak with us because I just think that the message that Regan has for the women of the world is so beautiful and so important. And I wanted to kind of dive into why that is and how that is and how that plays out. You can find Regan obviously all over the socials and we'll drop some links for sure. But we are connected in a bunch of ways. And one of them is that Regan is in a book writing mastermind that I'm running at the moment. So I've had the pleasure of seeing some behind the scenes snippets of this book being written. And I know kind of some of what's going on. It's not out yet, but if you're seeing this down the track, it might be check the links but I just think it's a conversation that needs to be had I think this book is important and beautiful so let's talk about that do you want to start off by telling us a little bit about maybe the book and your work because they're deeply intertwined obviously what is it about the work that you do what is this work that you do and why is it important so ultimately I feel as though I light a pleasure-filled path Mm. for others to walk themselves and sometimes that looks like holding hands or piggybacking them coaching them and other times it is just sharing my life and so that kind of all began a couple of years well five years ago I ended up having postnatal depression anxiety insomnia and I didn't suspect that I was you know an exercise physiologist a yoga teacher I I was positively optimistic all the time and so (laughs) yeah I just discovered that in becoming a mother, I kind of opened this Pandora's box of all these kind of beliefs and like preconditioned ideas around what it is to be a mother and what it is to be a good mother. Mm. And I wholeheartedly tried my very best to, I suppose, dance with all those ideas and make them my life. And I discovered that this myth of the perfect mother this kind of culture that we a mother is birthed into is actually really unsupportive for not just herself but for her children for her partnerships for her relationships for her communities for the world Mm. and so through my journey of finding ways to make sure I was okay I discovered that connecting with my pleasure wasn't just about doing things that felt good, I discovered that there's a whole bunch of like stuff that I had to peel back to actually get to that point of being okay to actually receive pleasure and to accept and honor my desires and to actually enjoy myself. Mm. And It sounds really simple and it can be really simple, but it's also, there's many layers. And so my work and this book is to, I suppose, share what I've learned along the way, share some stories um, for myself and those who I've spoken with and worked with 
share a lot of the practices and prompts and ideas that I have woven into my life to experience life through the lens of ecstasy. Mm. Wow, big word. Okay. So when I first came across your work, I was like, oh yeah, pleasure. That's nice. Yeah, no, we should all have more pleasure. I'll add that to my to-do list. I'll add some more pleasure to my life. Yep. Okay. Haven't gotten around to that today. All right. Tomorrow we'll do some pleasure-filled things. Yep. Pleasure. What am I going to do? Go get a massage. Maybe like, mm, what do I feel like doing? Have a dance. Like little things like that, right? It kind of just was that. But I think that there's so much more to it than that. And you mentioned layers, right? That we had a conversation recently in which we were kind of talking about how pleasure solves problems <laughs> like yeah. the power of pleasure right like how to solve problems with pleasure and it's not just simply about oh do things that feel good because it feels good and yay you know you'll have a nicer life tell me about how I guess walking a pleasure-filled path makes the path clearer towards whatever it is that you want yes yes beautiful okay so there's so many ways let me tell you all yeah. of the ways now where will I start <laughs> when it comes to pleasure and getting what you want, there's a few steps even before that. Mm -hmm. And this comes like, I see this as well in the idea of, you know, everybody shouting self-care at women and mothers, right? Mm -hmm. And that's where it does become this like to-do list. And it becomes this same kind of within the same patriarchal narrative and paradigm that you need to be productive, Mm -hmm. And it becomes things to tick off the list as opposed to a felt experience. So like self-care, but only so you can be more productive. Like yeah. self-care is a means to an end <laughs> yeah. as opposed to just because it's kind of imperative really, isn't it? So you can be okay. Yeah. And also like weaving it into your life. Mm. You know, when you look at it as something that needs to be done, it becomes another mm. box to be ticked. Yes, absolutely. Whereas when you start to just practice it, it's a practice. You start to open to receiving it. You start to seek and find it everywhere. Yes. Mm, in, okay. in, the, in the taste of an ice cream, in the, the running water when you're washing the dishes, like you can find it anywhere, right? Yeah. And when it becomes a practice, you become conscious of it. So even if you've decided that you're going to really you know sit down and have a hot coffee every morning mm -hmm. a lot of the time you might get to the end of that cup and you haven't even tasted your coffee mm -hmm. you haven't smelt it like you've you're like oh okay I've finished that coffee somewhere in the last five minutes and this is what I mean by it becoming a practice mm -hmm. and when we are conscious of our pleasure when we're conscious of being open to receiving and being in a state of joy and feeling into an element of ecstasy we start to become really conscious of the things that are actually stopping us from doing it in the first place. Yeah. Like the stories we tell ourselves, the habits we're in, like what gets in the way? Yeah. And so this is like what I talked about with this like kind of Pandora's box of all these beliefs and things like that. Mm -hmm. And so some of those stories sound like I need to be productive first. I need to have done all the things first, you know, clean the whole house before I can sit down and have a cup of tea. Mm. do all the washing before I can enjoy a moment in the sun with my kids. <laughs> Got to earn it, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, even feel into shame and discomfort that comes up around desire, what it is that we desire and actually craving something outside of, well, not outside of ourselves, but outside of the boundary conditions that we've already created for ourselves. I think the word selfish can come up for people a bit when it comes to desire, I know desire has been a big, I've been on a big journey with desire. 
yeah and this idea of yeah but it's selfish it's indulgent it's too much it's Mm -hmm. and we we let it stop us from just the littlest things that can actually bring us so much pleasure and the nourishment and the fulfillment that comes from that it's I'd love to know like what comes up for you when you hear women say to you I can't it's just I feel so selfish it's another one of those things that's kind of like when you look at it from like outside of this construct and outside of the kind of socially accepted like paradigm, you see that it's actually just a symptom or it's just a, yeah, I suppose a symptom is a really good word to use. Mm. And that comes along with a lot of the other sort of things in terms of, I don't have the time. I don't have the energy. Like I feel selfish, as you said, it's, it's yeah, a symptom of these kind of stories and these intergenerational patterns that have been imprinted with us already Mm. and so when we can practice when we can really practice receiving and being in a state of pleasure we're actually accessing a portal home to our whole selves where selfish is just part of us Mm. and it doesn't have that that energetic charge anymore Mm. where we ask ourselves well what is so selfish about this And we learn more about ourselves and we can start to become really like unapologetically alive. We can start to really live our life in a way that is unapologetic, that actually not only just serves us, but everyone who we come in contact with and even those who we don't, it starts to create that culture shift. And that's what I desire when it comes to writing this book and the work that I do is creating an entire different paradigm, like not even a paradigm itself, just breaking out of that old paradigm and letting pleasure stream in through everywhere and creating a whole new culture where a woman and a mother accessing her pleasure isn't just considered selfish or frivolous or irresponsible. It's actually expected and it's honoured. Mm. Just like culturally just part of it. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. I'd love to know. I think you were starting to go there just then, but I'd love to know, like, why does this matter to you? Why is this the work that you've chosen to do in the world? That's actually a really good question that I've not ever considered like, ah. in the sense of why it matters. You know, I think I wonder if sometimes we're kind of just gifted an opportunity to change things along the way, you know? And I think too, I see such like, and I don't know if potential is the right word, but like a woman who is connected to her pleasure is connected to herself. And like I said before, she can live unapologetically. She's in the driver's seat of her life. So she's not concerned about what others think of her. She's not concerned about what things are going to look like. She's not concerned about the way she spends more time than perhaps she should, like indulging in spending time in the sunshine or being present with her children or having the hard conversations with her partner. So I think, why does it matter to me? Probably my experience, that really, that big shock of, like becoming so far gone and lost from my own self when I disconnected from being, when I stopped being self-focused, when I tried to be this perfect mother. Yeah. And it was funny too, because there was always a little bit of a joke in our family that when it came to me, like when I was a child, it was like, oh, my motto was, if it feels good, do it. Right. And I see that so much in children and you'd be the same, like, Children are totally, you know, they they follow their desires and they have no problems with pleasure. They have no shame around doing the things that bring them joy and feeling the ecstasy of such simple pleasures, you know? 
And I don't want my kids to lose that. It certainly didn't feel good when I lost that. Yeah. And I just think the whole world as a whole, to be able to maintain that curiosity for knowing ourselves and experiencing life through the lens of ecstasy, like I said before, is something that will create an entire new world that like when I tap into that and I tap into that energy, it gets me really excited. So I'm kind of walking the talk there when I'm like kind of following what makes me feel good, what I desire, what kind of energy like I want to follow. And I think that kind of gives a brief summation of it. I love that. Would you say that when a woman is more connected to herself, which is a difficult thing to describe, a difficult thing to explain, right? Like when you feel it, you feel it. And when you, in the, when there's been an absence of it, when you felt disconnected from yourself and then you reconnect, it's like, oh God, it's like taking a weight off your back. It's like, I didn't even kind of realize it was there until it was gone. It's kind of knew that something was bugging me. And so would you say that when a woman feels more connected to herself, that she also feels more connected to the world and the all and everybody else. Like totally. there's something actually divine about it, right? Yeah, totally. Like you can't not be in a place of presence mm. when you're connected to pleasure. Mm. You can't not be in the now moment, you know? It's true. Even before when I was talking about, you know, having your morning cuppa or something, like if you're really starting to like, tune in and be open to receiving the pleasure of everything that's when you get really present with that whatever it is that's in the cup and you can feel the warmth of it in your hands and you can taste it and you can smell it and you're savoring it and chances are it's probably not going to take you any more time than drinking it in the other way but it just changes everything like it changes the entire experience it allows us to access that feminine essence within ourselves that connects us to everything and it's something that kind of it comes from within but it also comes from without as well you know Mm -hmm. and I see this so much with like connecting to nature like I feel like kind of everyone just knows that when when we're in nature we we feel so good like we feel really good and I think it is this recognition of connecting to the natural intelligence of nature of which we are from too you know yeah we can connect to it absolutely I think that and obviously you know about the the modes right and so I think some people like oh that's just not me you know I'm a multitasker I'm a this and that you know I when I'm having my cup of tea I need to think about all the things I need to do right and it's really easy to kind of get stuck in that cycle but I think that if you can work with your sparkle mode it's a really beautiful kind of what's the word like door into this because it's easier in sparkle mode like it can take a bit more focus to be present with your cup of tea as an example when you're in super mode you just want to write a to-do list but it can be such a beautiful way to create spaciousness I'm just going to take this moment it's literally a couple of minutes but we're so programmed to see to base our worth and our, our worth on our output right on our productivity so it's like well if I don't multitask then you know I'm probably failing at life or whatever like there's all sorts of programming like that But I think if you can work with your sparkle mode, it's such a great way to be like, oh, okay, I get it. Because we can do it more easily and be like, yeah, okay. And sort of maybe even start there could be a cool way, you know, it just comes easier in that mode for some reason. Yeah, I think think sparkle mode would definitely be like a great portal into it, you know, and especially like when you're with your children and, you know, you're able to 
like just the little things like feel the little soft patch on their neck when you're getting them to sleep or you know you're able to stick your feet in the sand of the sand pit while you're with them and and even if you're not a parent like being able to feel like and it's so cliche right like literally feeling the sunshine on your skin and the wind in your hair and tuning into the birds around you like it actually doesn't take really any extra time it's just about tuning in with your body and you can't be connected with your pleasure unless you're in your body you know yeah absolutely so I think that's probably also one of the reasons why there can be this kind of resistance to accessing our pleasure because for a lot of people particularly women we've spent years if not our whole lives disconnecting from our body where you know, in this patriarchal society, we have glorified and celebrated like the mind and the doing and goal orientated and being control and direct focused as opposed to emotion based and in the body and opening to sensation and connecting and summoning sensuality, you know? Yeah, absolutely. It's so true. Like we're putting into different environments, even as children, you know, for some of us we grew up in, you know, school systems that were really strict about, you know, you've got to wait to go to the toilet until it's break time kind of a thing. Then we can get a bit programmed out of listening to our body, right? You must sit still until the bell goes kind of a thing. And I think like the systems are getting better. Like there's a lot more movement and we're bringing mindfulness into classrooms and stuff. But for a lot of us, there's so much programming and conditioning for, you know, we're in our thirties was a long time ago. It was before mindfulness was a thing that anybody talked about. So it wasn't in our, in our classrooms, even like body autonomy and stuff. It wasn't stuff that was in our classrooms. It was, no, you do what you're told rather. And, but you watch a kid and like, they move when they need to move. They, they eat when they don't care if it's mealtime, they're hungry, they want to eat now you know, and I kind of love that. And I think there's so much we can learn from that, from watching children, because they just have an absence of so much of the conditioning that we've got, the disconnecting that has happened over time, over time, over time, and becoming a mother where you sort of feel like you're just this baby making and then, and then this milk making machine. And, yeah. and just to come back into the body is, it, it's deeply healing. It's not to be underestimated, right? No, exactly. They've got so much that they can teach us. Oh, I definitely feel into that. Mm. It's beautiful, right? So what is this book going to be in the world? Like, what do you, give me the I see a world where, like, what do you want to see in the world? What do you hope to contribute to happening? Okay. (laughs) I see a world where this book, when it is opened, it is the start of that reader, like opening up to themselves. And it's the start of this, like, it's the start of igniting a pleasure revolution where we no longer carry shame with pleasure where we actually can connect with ourselves and connect with the present moment and connect with everything that is beautiful and enjoyable and ecstatic with the world around us, whether that is the environment or our children or our partners or our bodies. And so I see a world where we are also divinely more connected to ourselves. We can live unapologetically from our aligned selves where we have deeper connections and we can be more present in those relationships. And we really start to honor the mother, you know, and we do that by starting with the mother. We do that by her first honoring herself. And I just imagine like an entire generation of women, parents, mothers, who really 
honor themselves, their needs, their desires, their bodies, cravings, their wants, the things that are going to fill their cups that will lead to more life force energy and generating more of that energy to give out to the world. And I think we're literally like one generation away from this culture change. Yeah, totally. As, as we do it, it gives permission to those around us to do it too, right? And it creates that movement and that ripple effect. And, and you know, whether you're a mother or not, like you're still a, a model, a someone that there will be children around you. There'll be people younger than you around you that look to you, right? Like whether you're an auntie or, you know, mum's best friend. I know some of the the women in my mum's lives, they were all part of my village growing up. And so we've all kind of got a role to play in creating a beautiful cultural shift that everyone benefits from, that the whole world, that the planet benefits from. So I love that so much. Thank you. You have a podcast. Where's the best place for people to come and find you? Obviously, I'll drop some links, but is there like a a best next step for people who are like, yeah, this is a thing for me. I need more of this in my life. Where should they go Um, next? Probably. So my podcast is Dive In with Regan Fig. You can find me there. I'm always on Instagram. And should I mention the Pleasure Project? Yeah, sure. Yeah. So if you are a mama looking to be open to more pleasure and like actually living that life through the lens of ecstasy and yeah, feeling into your pleasure and coming home to your whole self, then we're exploring everything that I'm putting in the book in the pleasure project. It's not a course. It is a three month community where we're going to have some really great conversations and tell stories and have some guest speakers. It's got kind of like the vibe of sitting around the dinner table with all your closest girlfriends, sharing a bowl of wine and telling stories and offering up suggestions and connecting back with ourselves. So yeah, that's actually going to be beginning um, the 1st of November. And as I said, like everything that's in the book, all of the practices and things like that are going in there because I want to ensure that they are really well translatable in the book and they're user-friendly and it gives those people in that space an opportunity to receive all of my work and play with it in their own lives. Yeah. So that'll be happening. um, Yeah. First of November. So you can find those information through my Instagram. So for those who want to be told about the book when it comes out, I guess, follow you on Instagram. They're obviously going to see when the book comes out because someone might see this six months down the track, down the track. So if so, if they come to Instagram, they'll find the book. Yeah. Yeah. And I've got like the like links on my Instagram through my webpage and everything like that. So beautiful. Thank you so much. We'll drop some links. Always a pleasure. Yes, it is my pleasure. (laughs) Thanks so much. I hope you loved this episode. If you did, you will absolutely adore Formidable Women. Formidable Women is a beautiful online space that I created that is for the women of the world who want to be more powerful, more courageous and more clear as they move forward in their lives and make a positive impact in the world. You can check it out at carlymarie.com forward slash formidable. It is a monthly membership and any time and it gives you access to my entire suite of online courses for the time in which you are enrolled, as well as live new content every week. I would love to see you join us and be a part of that beautiful community. Head to carlymarie.com forward slash formidable.